Welcome to the future. It's the end of work as we know it. Technology has made work awesome, and the happiness quotient of every worker is at an all-time high. In this podcast, we unbox opinions and sentiments of thought leaders who help draw a virtual blueprint of what the future of work will look like, where AI and humans complement each other. Here's your host, VJ, welcoming you to the Unboxing Future of Work podcast. This is Vijay talking from Unboxing Future of Work. Uh, I have Andrea Wells from SAP. He's been an AI thought leader. He's here to talk about um, some really interesting stuff, um, demystifying some myths in the AI space. And I'm looking forward to have a very uh, exciting conversation with Andreas. Andreas, welcome. Fantastic. Thank you so much for, for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity uh, to, to join you today. Great. Um, Andreas, if you can just give us a quick uh, introduction about yourself, where you're from, what you do, uh, how you, you know, what you like, what's your new passion, stuff like that. So, hey, I, um, I, I work for, for SAP, one of the largest um, business application vendors in, in the world. Um, and I help our customers get more value out of automation um, that, that we embed in, in our applications. So really passionate about the space of AI and automation and, and the potential that it brings been in, in this space for about six years, working with customers um, hands-on very early on when you're starting to see that hype of what is AI, what is machine learning, what is RPA, how is all of that different from how we've used to build software and how we've used to use software, and what are the opportunities, all the way to then internal roles, bringing AI and automation into our core products um, with the in intent of creating more value for our customers. And now I have the opportunity to also bring all of that together and uh, keep an eye out on, on the market, what's happening, what our customers uh, are, are asking for from us and help influence how SAP builds these products. And like I said, on, on LinkedIn uh, for about the, the last year or so, I've been creating content daily um, on how you can set up your AI program and your AI COE. Um, and, and what you should consider there. So be be on the lookout for hashtag intelligence briefing um, and daily content on, on that. Amazing and exciting times for, um, you know, AI. It's, it's in the very infancy stage and especially in the enterprise side. Uh, there's so much happening on the consumer side. I'm sure AI is becoming a natural part of most of the enterprise uh, solutions as well, whether it's in the healthcare, finance, many other industries. So uh, what really excites you, Andreas? I mean, uh, you've been in the sales, you've been in the product, now you are in the marketing. So what excites you and uh, what are you really looking forward to? So, look, I, I started my, my career in, in IT um, and we, we are a relatively small department uh, in, at, at a growing company. But in relation to the company, IT was really stagnant in, in terms of headcount. So it meant we needed to automate a lot of the procedures and, and needed to, to test them and make sure that they're robust. So this this notion of, of automation uh, is, is something that I professionally have grown up with. And so seeing the, the opportunity that um, we now have and that we can bring to businesses and business users, making their lives easier because of AI and automation um, is, is, is fantastic, I, I think. Um, specifically because, you know, there, there's so much data that already lives in companies, business systems and, and enterprise systems. And there's so much more data coming in um, every day, every hour, every minute. And it's just getting harder and harder for people to, to analyze all of that and, and make sense of it. 
Um, but you know, it, it, even though it, it sounds cliche, right? Um, the world is changing faster than, than than ever. So making sense of all these changes and how they impact your business and how you um, should act and not just react is is key here. So providing these these tools and means to business users to make better decisions, smarter decisions, faster decisions, um, and, and seeing that being rolled out at scale is, is something that, that excites me and, and it speaks to my uh, IT heart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I could see your passion there. I'm sure you are a firm believer of AI adding value. Um, what's your um, point of view about, you know, what's hype versus what's reality today? And uh, how do you really go about, um, if you are a leader in an organization looking at uh, leveraging AI as a uh, differentiating value provider, or dis, you know, or, uh, or disrupting something that you're doing in the market, how do you really go about it? What's your kind of a checklist that you should ask these guys to follow to, you know, ignore the hype and really focus on the value? I think you're making an excellent point, right? Um... You know, looking traditionally at, at, at this AI topic and, and AI market, there's in, indeed a lot of hype there and, and a lot of promise, right? Now, over the last couple of years, I, I would say, um, as, as people in companies have done these these projects and proof of, uh, proofs of concept, it's, it's become evident that not everything is as quick and easy and simple as, as it seems, um, because every time you want to build a, a custom AI model or run a project, it's dependent on the data that you have. And um, a lot of times the data is, is pretty messy. So on, on a you know, technology side, I would say, make sure that you select the, the right data, that you do have clean data to, to work with. But even more importantly, AI is always a people topic and it's a topic of change management, um, most of all as well. Because um, what I've seen is traditionally, you know, software has been programmed rule-based. You have an idea of, of why something happens. You can um, maybe look at, at logs of, of what has happened and, and why. But with AI, um, you know, being, being more probab uh, probabilistic and making predictions, it's, it's not as, as black and white. And so that, that aspect of trust and why does this AI system think it knows um, it, it a lot better of how to do my job than I do when I've done this for 10, 20 years is really important. Also, AI introduces some kind of risk and, and uncertainty because of those predictions, because they're not 100% black or 100% white, but sometimes a little gray in between. Um, yeah. so, so how do you how do you communicate that um, to your end users? I think is, is very important as well, um, but you know, Tech is one, people is another, but I think that the most important one at the very top is what's actually the, the business value we want to create. Where do we see an opportunity? Um, is it to reduce cost? Is it to increase revenue or sales or in, improve our margins? Um, you know, maybe giving product recommendations or, or bundles of, of products um, so, you, so you can in, increase your sales. Um, yeah. Just, just some examples like that, but really be, first of all, clear about what do we actually want to achieve? Um, what's our, our business objective? How do we get people on board and um, get them to, to buy into this this vision that help, this is actually here to help you? And then 
um, do we have the data and, and the foundation to make that happen? Absolutely. So start with the, the why and the what, and then get into the tech and look yep. at what you got, right? I mean, you got what it takes to do it or not. I think which is the data and the and the talent, obviously, to get there. Um, so nicely put, thanks very much. This, this distills a lot of complexity around and anxiety around starting AI as a huge high fee project, but all you need is have a right business objective and look for the data that can help you to really build the machine learning models or this intelligent automation project, or it's a, you know, any of those AI branches. Um, so from, you know, there is a, there are two schools that we've been looking at, right? And uh, so there are vendors, um, you know, who championed intelligent automation and there are a lot of followers. Um, and it's, it's, I think, very, very crowded market today. So how do you see, um, the adoption today in terms of where it is and where do you see it's going? What's the, what do you think is the kind of a AI Nirvana or automation Nirvana for an end customer? What's their uh, end success should look like for them so that they can, you know, have an end in the, in the picture, in the end in the mind before they start their journey and really look forward to it. So I, I see AI and, and automation really as a, as a journey. Um, and, and really depending upon where companies are in, in their own journey, in their transformation and in, in their maturity, you know, some start with automation and um, look for some, some quick wins, build momentum, build that awareness around change management and what it means if a piece of software now takes care of a, a task or a component of, of work that a person has been doing so far. So, you know, when I mentioned around the, the, the people change management trust component, and yeah, then yeah. Um, build on top of that, because if, if you have a, a running bot that, that works well and, and you do get um, good value out of it and, and you can show the hard facts, it's a logical next step to say, how can we tag AI onto that? Um, you know, for example, things like intelligent document processing. How can we extract information from documents and, and put that in, into a workflow or in, into our business system? Could be sales yeah. orders, it uh, can be invoices, or you know, the, just the fact that there are so many paper-based or even digital paper-based documents still today uh, is, is mind-boggling. But there's so so much opportunity there as, as well to to do that. And then from there, you know, take the, the third step and say, no, you know, now we've done a um, no, we've done RPA, we've added AI. Uh, let's look into some more complex cases that are just based on, on AI. That's, that's very interesting that what you mentioned there, um, you know, start with the low hanging fruits. It could be some simple automations for you to get the confidence. It could be a gateway to a little bit more complex value driven work, like leveraging AI machine learning, which also goes through the change management process of people. Uh, and also you have to look at our data assets. You know, the complexity, the more value you want to derive, the complexity slowly starts growing up. So you, you, you're suggesting that start with something smaller, which does not need big chain management, we not need a lot of really data, you know, get those basic things automated and then start building on top of it to, um, you know, going a little bit more intelligent, add more intelligence to the automation all the time. Correct. Is it there's actually, there's actually a second perspective that, that I would like to add. And it is, you know, a lot of times we, we hear people talking about whether they do AI but what does doing AI actually mean, right? There are so many different flavors of doing AI. Um, yeah. 
it, it doesn't always have to be uh, a custom AI model that you build. So again, depending on where you are in, in your journey and in your level of maturity, maybe already using AI in an existing business application that you have licensed or subscribed to also ticks the box for using AI. And you still have that change management around it. Um, and, and you don't need to build it from scratch. But do you have Absolutely. the right data? Can you use it? Again, how do you build it that end user trust? Um, all of these things stay the same without the complexity at, at the bottom of what technology should we actually use and, and how do we do this and do we have enough data scientists uh, in, in house or where do we get the expertise from you know it, it might even be as, as simple as as using a, a chatbot for maybe some some internal it processes to start with or maybe for for customer service if it's if it's external still doing ai not super complicated you don't need to start from scratch especially with a lot of the, the low code no code tools available today um, and still ticks the box for, for doing AI. So keep that in, in yeah. mind as well would be my advice. Absolutely. And um, I, I would take a little bit of tongue in the cheek question for you. What's your belief about, you know, uh, a robot for every person? Is it first of all possible? Is it needed? Um, and what's your version of it? So personally, I, I see AI and, and um, automation as an augmentation of, of people and, and people's ability to, to do their work more efficiently and, and more effectively. Whether that is one bot per person or, you know, depending on the task, it's three or five bots, depending on how granular they are or how specific they are. I think that's a, that's a different story. Um, but I would typically look at it in, in, in the context of a business process and looking at this business process from, from start to finish and see where are opportunities. Right? Maybe there are some opportunities to put a bot in place that downloads an invoice from a vendor invoice portal, uploads it to, to a business system, use AI to extract that information with uh, intelligent document processing. And then maybe there are some manual steps in somewhere at the end, maybe there's another bot that sends an email or whatever it, it may be. Um, so in, somebody's um, work or daily work there might be more than one bot per person that, that you need but i wouldn't fixate so much on whether it's one bot or many bots or whatever that, that metric is i think the the key part is really what is the business value that you're able to achieve in that end-to-end -end business process and end-to-end -end view and context absolutely absolutely so um how do you, how do you, I mean, I've seen you contributing a lot on LinkedIn and, um, you know, I, I could see you love sharing information, which is, and you simplified so, so well for a lot of, uh, you know, non-programming audience. I see you doing a um, um, newsletter, um, you do a lot of LinkedIn content, uh, just want to learn more about so that, you know, what are the things that you do and what you're planning to do? More than happy to. So, you know, for, for me, um, sharing information on, on LinkedIn has also been a journey. It's been a personal journey over the last 18 months. Um, and I've, I've met so many great people out of this automation and uh, AI community over the last couple of months um, that is really inspiring to see how that can, uh, or how much collective knowledge there actually is around that, that topic. Absolutely. Um, you know, much, much like yourselves in, in, in the conversation that that we're having today. So I think it's it's a fantastic opportunity overall in, in a fantastic platform to connect and, and to share that information and, and learn from each other, most of all, because everybody has 
kind of a different perspective or uh, some additional information to, to add to it. So, you know, the, the more complete that picture gets. Um, for me, I, I actually started um, live streaming about two months ago. Um, so if, if you oh, look nice. something called What's the Buzz, um, that's, that's the name of my show where I invite both thought leaders as well as practitioners on for about 15, 20 minutes every other week um, and, and ask them to, to share with the audience uh, what their journey has been like in RPA, in automation, how they see things evolving, and most of all, make it con concrete with an example of one use case that they have built and what has helped them build this successfully, or maybe even where they failed and, and why. So really make it tangible um, and, and make it valuable for the audience, because I think there's so much um, art of the possible out there. And for, for many um, businesses, you know, the, the out of the possible is, is still pretty impossible because there are so many steps just leading to it. So while it's great to, to see and, and, and to hear what you could be doing, personally, I, I find it a lot more tangible to see what you can actually do in, um, already with um, minimal effort and what others have done. So again, the, the value of community and, and sharing information goes there as, as well. And um, yeah, like I said, I, uh, I have a newsletter as well. Uh, that's called the memo. So make sure you get the memo. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, three topics, three minutes to read every third Wednesday. Um, nice, nice. On, on the topic of AI and how you can build your AI program. So it's what's the buzz and the memo. Exactly. Most of it, you know, two things to follow for audience to get all these AI bytes, um, and also get a lot of bunch of load of knowledge, not just from yours, but the community, the kind of interesting stuff people sharing. I think this is this is a fantastic community. If you look at uh, the way that AI automation community is building around, um, I have some favorite people. Um, you are one of them, right? And uh, okay. we all believe in um, sharing is caring here. And this industry, this this definitely this technology, this industry needs it uh, because it's very very in the early stages. And as you rightly said, for a lot of them, it's still a lot of uh, out of possible is still impossible. So um, it takes a lot to um, bring, um, you know, the change management, you know, and, and also, you know, the right usage of using technology and demystify the hype. Great, great. Thanks, Andreas. And um, so we'll we'll go towards some fun stuff now. Um, so you, I just ask a question. You just have to answer it quickly, and it's going to be simple stuff for you. The favorite book. Favorite book. Um... Competing in the age of AI was something that I've read recently, and it was great to see uh, examples um, from leading companies around the world and how they have made AI core to their business. Um, so that's the one that, that comes to mind. I would really recommend reading it. Um, I got one to read now. So, yeah. What is the first app? LinkedIn. App that you use. That's the first app that you look into? LinkedIn. Oh, is it? It is. You get up and you look into LinkedIn now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> LinkedIn is getting better. Fully uh, committed. <laughs> no, not Facebook, not some news. Nope. All LinkedIn, is it? All LinkedIn. Oh, awesome. Um, who is your favorite creator? Who do you follow? You think, you know, are you, you know who actually you think somebody is really cool, cool mm -hmm. creator or somebody inspiring to you? So um, last year, I, I watched a lot of YouTube in, in the first quarter to learn about audio and video and, and setting all, all this up. 
So one of my favorite creators on YouTube uh, is Caleb Pike. He does a lot of the, the tech reviews, but also good um, good information on, on gear and, and setup and, and these kind of things. Oh, amazing. Oh. And uh, a little bit tricky question. Who is your favorite colleague or boss or mentor? There, there are so many. Um, you know, I think we're coming up on time. <laughs> so so um, I always end with one very important, um, but very, um, you know, relevant question in, in current times, Andreas. Um, so there's so much technology coming in and different, different trends coming in future of work, hybrid workforce, um, you know, great resignation, all that's happening around us. So uh, for somebody who's coming into uh, workforce, joining, you know, coming out of the college, it's too overwhelming to understand what's happening and where to go. So what normally would be your advice? How to, uh, for somebody who's just joining the workforce, uh, how to go about it, how to be, uh, not to be carried away by what's happening, but, you know, put your feet on the ground and, you know, head on. So I, I believe there's, so much to learn whether you're just getting out of college or you've been in, in, in the workforce for a while and the thing i believe is is key is being curious and staying curious there's so much that one can learn all around you whether it's in in the department you're in or it's meeting other colleagues in, in different departments and hearing about their part of, of, of the business um how they work what challenges they might face um connecting with others and, and just you know uh, treating it like a like a sponge, soaking all up uh, the the information that you get all around, and try to make sense of it. And the second part um, that goes along with it is be curious, ask questions. Um, there's so much knowledge all around you, and unless you ask questions, you know you you're missing out on, on a lot of that that knowledge that that is available. So learn or be curious, learn, and don't be afraid to ask. Amazing, amazing. And I think I was reading somewhere who said, um, you know, what AI can never automate is staying curious. AI can never be curious. It has to be made curious by somebody else. So yeah. I think that's a skill that humans will continue to have. Great. Um, that's where we end here, Andreas. It's great to have you and uh, amazing talk. A lot of simple but effective and um, good, useful tips about how to go about AI and um, wait to follow you and you know and keep looking for more bites of knowledge and you know keep talking keep learning keep sharing perfect thank you so much for having me really appreciate it thank you for listening to this episode of unboxing future of work and we hope you will join us again for the next episode